0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hi, this is your host, Bethany Moore from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice from the National Cannabis Industry Association. In these episodes, NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice sent our microphones to interview speakers, exhibitors, and attendees at NCIA's fifth annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Stay tuned to hear more from industry leaders and experts. Hey, it's Bethany Moore from NCIA, and we are on the Expo floor here at the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, the fifth annual Cannabis Business Summit. And we're talking with Phil Gibson from Essence Grows. He's the vice president of marketing there. Hey, welcome to, welcome to the Cannabis Business Summit. It's good to have you, Phil.
2: Thank you, Bethany. I appreciate being here.
1: Perfect. So we're standing here and we're in front of your gigantic booth. Doesn't even describe it here on the expo floor. There's stacks of beautiful plants here. Tell me more about what Essence Grow does here and what customers can find when they visit your more than a booth, for sure.
2: (laughs) Well, we are a global indoor farming company. Uh, here in North America, we're focused on really the Canadian and California markets are our largest activities. We're buried in those spaces uh, in the cannabis business because it is a premium value plant. Globally, we're in the fresh produce business, but here in North America, the focus is really cannabis. So our, our uh, platform is uh, aeroponics based. So it's the latest technology, requires precision in the root zone, so the ability for us to manage the water irrigation manage the ph levels uh, manage the lighting cycles and then the whole nutritional recipe for any stage in the growth cycle Whether you're talking about cloning or vegging or full bloom production all of that is managed by a precision software process that um, guarantees you to keep at the very top end of the photosynthesis cycle so you've got the best yields out of the plant and because it doesn't use any soil you got a very low labor activity, um, very low cost, minimal water usage, 5 or 10% of the water you would see in a Cocoa Choir soil grow, for example, about 30% of the nutrients, and a ton of labor savings. Typically, in a bloom room, you'd see uh, maybe 30, 40 lights worth of management for a, a, an operator uh, to take care of the plants, take care of the the pH levels, all sorts of things. You know, trimming the plants, keeping them all operational. Um, here you can manage about 120 20 trays, 120 lights per person. So a major uptick in your labor. And the difference is, too, is those people are not doing labor tasks. They're actually focused on the plants, the health of the plants, looking for any kind of an emerging mold or insect in, impact. So those things are just really managed very, very well. So it's a great yield opportunity that way. Um, from an execution standpoint, we see uh, typical about 500 to 600 grams per square foot per year is our output, um, typically six harvests a year. Uh, cost of production is down around $135 a pound uh, for manufacturing costs. So it's very low cost, very high margin, great output yield, very low labor. So it is a lot of fun to watch the plants I mean, here in front of us, we're, we got the Atrium 2.1 Smart Farm. This is our cloning and vegging platform. It's a multi-tier, four-layer stacked environment. The reason for that is density. So in your 18 hours on, six-hour off lighting environment, you're running a very tight cloning and vegging operation, a very small footprint. That spares you a lot more space to manage your bloom operations. So you basically lift from cloning and vegging, drop right into your bloom room next time your bloom room's available and you're right into production bloom, flip the light cycle, and you're off and running.
1: That's fantastic. I like that it really changes the human engineering of how you're taking care of plants, like you mentioned. You actually get to focus on caring and nurturing and singing to the plants. Is there any singing to the plants that you've heard of?
2: Well, certainly we do have some, some plant scientists that are uh, degreed and educational people, but uh, Carl can really talk to plants. That man knows his stuff. So, um... I think that people that can grow well do really well at this environment because no matter how much the automation, you have to know how to grow plants. If you aren't good at growing plants, this is not going to fix all your ills. But if you know anything about growing plants, this will help you focus on the best part of your growing. So the Guardian Grow Manager software that takes care of all the automation, all the recipe management, the nice thing about that is it monitors all those sensors, monitors all those recipes. If anything goes out of your recipe targets, it notifies you through a text message or an email and says, by the way, you need to go do something with a machine. So when you look at a a seven-part recipe at the far end of this this machine, you're monitoring pH up and down, you're monitoring nutrition for NPK, CalMagic, and all the trace elements. All of that is on par so that you can then focus on the operational aspects of running your business. How do you do it better? How do you make sure that your rooms are full? Everything's in production all the time. And the software is repeatable. So if you're in the medical cannabis space and you've got to have precision in your output, really accurate THC or CBD levels, now you've got a recipe that runs exactly the same recipe, exactly the same light cycle, exactly the same intensity time and time again. So you can deploy the recipe to room A and then a week later deploy it to room B and know it's running exactly the same recipe. So then if you wanna start evolving your intellectual property, you change one variable in the second room, test the output yield for what you're targeting. If it's in the right target space, you move to that. Now that's your baseline recipe. You keep evolving your recipe and you start pushing your way forward so that you have a major competitive advantage.
1: My mind is absolutely blown at the amount of sophistication and technology that, that this technology has and the cannabis industry I feel like is kind of leading the way in such sophistication and um, because of the medical aspect and wanting to get that recipe right it's it's more complicated than strawberries right
2: a lot of focus on that in in Canada right so Canada is a major export player globally the challenge that some suppliers there have had is they've shipped multiple crops over to Europe On the incoming testing in Germany, for example, they've been rejected in the incoming testing because the two yield cycles were not close enough in the THC ratios in the plants. And so that sort of precision is really important to that export market globally. Um, The nice thing I see about the iteration between fresh produce and cannabis is that we're learning a lot in both environments. So mass production from fresh produce is a bit different than what you see in cannabis, but a lot of innovation You just said in cannabis. So people trying different things, the fast cycle of the harvest cycle, you learn something new and we roll that back into the mechanical aspects of things we do in production. You know, so the whole aspect here of all of these trains or rails of machines are on either wheels or rails, which makes them very easy to move together. So you can fill a room up at the highest density, have one rail open it's an aisle way for service up and back and just like an accordion you move over one rail at a time to service the next row the next row the next you get about 20 percent more density and room doing that we actually weren't doing that in the fresh produce business until we found it in cannabis and then brought it back to fresh produce wild
1: so wild so how are you enjoying the cannabis business summit and expo so
2: far well this is always a great show Uh, first time we've seen it in san jose of course Um, and so I like the first day's energy, a lot of people on the floor. I'm hoping that keeps up. We'll see how tomorrow looks. Um, we've had great shows with, with uh, NCIA and we've had challenging shows. So this one I think is such a hot location in California. It's been very, our booth, I think it's been interesting, but we've had visitors from Greece, from Switzerland, from uh, uh, Canada of source, Oklahoma. So a lot of people that are not California natives came to this show. So it was very encouraging that way as well. So a great audience so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we are around the 7,000 attendee mark for this show. And they came from not only all over the country, but all over the world, as you've just said. It's really exciting. Um, were you able to catch the keynote this morning with former Deputy... Our All question, right. I'm
2: pretty much anchored to the booth when we do this.
1: Totally get it. Well, it's really impressive, and we're just, as you said, halfway through day one of the conference, and it's definitely bustling in here. So I hope you have an awesome time at the rest of the show and meet lots of people who are going to be very, very impressed with, with this
2: setup. Well, thank you, Bethany. I appreciate meeting you. It was great, great to talk to you today.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Radio. We'll be having more interviews on the floor of Cannabis Business Summit. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis
0: Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
3: Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano-emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th, inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio.
3: We're on location from the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit 2018 here on CannabisRadio.com. And if we haven't talked about the show itself, they have talked about roughly 7,500 plus attendees, over 400 booths. They had to expand the hall that were already here in the San Jose McInerney Convention Center, which itself is already a huge facility. And they have done impeccable work. And one of the people that had one of the best views here at the very front of the expo hall is Applied DNA Sciences. And right now I'm talking to Gordon Hope. And Gordon is the sciences, the Applied DNA Sciences Director of Cannabis Business Development. Gordon, welcome to Cannabis Radio.
4: Well, thank you very much, Jorge. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're, we're excited more so than ever before because... This is an industry first uh, to be able to provide the first time for the cannabis industry to molecularly tag cannabis, hemp, and any byproducts and oils that come from it.
3: Excellent. Now, one of the things we want to talk about is there was a new announcement that was done alongside Theracan International, launching a new cannabis tagging system using your company's uh, proprietary certainty platform for tagging, testing, and tracking, designed to rapidly rapidly molecularly tag cannabis plants and commercial harvests of any scale. So in layman's terms, go ahead and tell us what that all means.
4: Okay, so to make it simple for you, um, what we do is we're our company is pretty much an expert at molecularly tagging items. We've done it for cotton. Uh, we've tagged molecularly 200 million pounds of cotton to prove provenance of bed sheets. Um, we've tagged 300, uh, three quarters of a million microcircuits for the federal government to uh, make sure that missile guidance systems are getting chips that are properly programmed. Um, So we're just pivoting on that technology and experience and now moving it over to cannabis and hemp. So the exciting thing is it's very safe. This is a very small molecular tag. It's simply applied at the grow at time of harvest. And after about a minute, the cannabis has been appropriately tagged. Uh, it now can be tracked. That molecular tag for the grower can be tagged through the supply chain, either to a processor or bud and flower that would sold to a dispensary. A dispensary can test for that tag as well as a processor, and you can now test, track, and trace all the legal products through the supply chain and keep out black market product because you can actually identify the good stuff.
3: I'm fascinated by the fact of how many companies I've seen at this show, including yours, And how intricately you do research, testing, and all the processing, and just going down, like you said, down to the molecule of each and every flower, each and every plant, each and every piece of hemp, and going through all that, it's incredible. I'm fascinated by all of that. And do you feel like, I guess, the part of the industry of cannabis, do you feel like there's uh, enough credit that that, that companies like yours get? Or do you think it's just, I mean... The people that come to you to make sure that their product is being put out there safe. Um, how do you feel like the perception is publicly in the mainstream and to your clients? So, a great question. We,
4: we think overall the cannabis industry is going to go through a lot of maturing, right? It's still young. Um, it's exploding, as everybody knows, both it's growing. Yes, a lot. fantastic growth. But with that growth comes a lot of change. And during those changes, you need some way to stabilize yourself as an industry and so what we're doing is we're giving the industry the means to help regulators and help states programs really get teeth behind the quality and consistency of the products in the cannabis industry you know there are a lot of good seed to sale systems Um, many of them use tags rfid tags Mm -hmm. some of them use barcodes they're all wonderful but they stop at the point of the harvest of the plant Once the plant's harvested, the tag is physically separated from the the actual product. And now everybody, everybody has talked to us, says, how do I prove that my stuff was not the bad stuff? How does a state regulator come into a dispensary and test the product itself and say, I know that's state legal? Well, this is the first way that I know of that the industry will ever be able to do it. This show floor today is showing the first such system. (laughs) It'll actually be able to do that for a state program like California.
3: And you've used this for other products before, but then you came into the cannabis and hemp industry. What brought you here?
4: Well, the first and foremost, we look at our core competency, which is the ability to produce molecular tags in very large quantity, very cleanly, and extract those tags. That's a fundamental business that we are. And when we looked at the cannabis industry, we saw two things. Number one, it's growing. Number two, it has a dire need for being able to prove provenance to its products because it just doesn't exist. And so with that excitement and that business uh, development that we worked on for the last six months to a year, uh, we were really, really laser focused on bringing to this industry something that it sorely needs to help medicines be consistently built and and produced. And help ensure that people who go to dispensaries and buy cannabis and oil-based products are getting what they pay for consistently with high
3: quality. And I feel like it's a, and I, you know, and not, I'm not going to put any words. But also, this is my own opinion. Feel like that there's more research, more of this being done to test and tag more than I would think. Say like the drug industry in my own case, but that's just what obviously I wouldn't want to go ahead and put you on, on the spot about that. Uh, so, why the, the, what was the uh, impact of the announcement with Theracan? So, well, Theracan's our partner.
4: Uh, Theracan was, uh, as themselves, makes an overall seed-to-sale system. Um, a lot of what they're doing is uh, blockchain-based, which makes it secure oh, on the good, digital yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're sort of the other piece or the other half of a good blockchain system, which is if you put bad information into a blockchain, it just means it can't be changed. But if you can prove provenance of something and then put it in a blockchain, you have a real end-to-end system that really, really represents truth in provenance. And that's what the overarching system that Theracan and I are working on, that we call Edge Biotrace, that capability includes our certainty platform and their overall seed-to-sale capability in, in a robust uh, d- digital ledger system that really proves provenance and keeps anybody from uh, manipulating any records in that system.
3: So if there are any cannabis business owners, dispensary owners, anybody that like looking to go ahead and work and use certainty and use your products and, and use your testing, but they don't want to feel overwhelmed by they feel like they need a PhD for all this molecular science you're doing. Uh, what do you say to them? Well, that's a great question. We've worked very
4: hard and we think we've accomplished simplicity in all this. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get hung up on the science and people ask us a question, we can dive into the science for sure. Right. But this is more about common sense in business. Yeah. Um, so we make it very simple. The machine that we're showing here uh, does not require special education. Matter of fact, we know that many of the cannabis growers and cultivators, hire during harvest temporary help in order to sometimes be able to handle Mm -hmm. the amount of flour that's coming out of their grows. So we're expecting non-fully educated people to actually be part of that process. You don't require any special education or knowledge to run the system. The system is designed to provide all the security necessary for the right people to use it. And it's simple push button on a color touchscreen. You set the plant, push it, it automatically weighs it, it weighs that wet weight and automatically feeds it into the uh, seed to sale system.
3: And just to disclaim, I'm not trying to say that, you know, there's any, any kind of uh, intelligence quotient in the cannabis industry. I'm just saying for myself, I know just as a layman, this will be a lot to take in. And I appreciate you Canada, for explaining on that. So if people are interested in learning more about this, besides what you've done a great job here at NCIA Cannabis Business Summit, how can they go and talk to you outside of the summit and learn more?
4: Well, great. All of the information that we've presented here is on our website, which is adnasadnas.com. People can reach out to me anytime they wish. I'm Gordon Hope, G-O-R-D-O-N.hope, H-O-P-E, at adnas.com. I'll make myself available to anybody for questions and answers and put them in touch with scientists if they have further questions on the science behind it, which is wonderful.
3: Excellent. Uh, Gordon Hope with Applied DNA Sciences. Thank you so much for being on Cannabis Radio today.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
1: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Fuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens.
4: in as little as four weeks, bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apekssupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems.
3: Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. Get informed, get
0: inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio.
3: This is Braska with CannabisRadio.com here with a subject that you wouldn't expect me to talk about, but yes, science and organic mold and cultivation. And I am not the expert, but that's why we are at this show here in San Jose, California, the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit, to speak to those experts. I'm here with Arthur D.K. D. Cordova, the managing editor and founder of Zeal. Z I E L. And Arthur, I want to prank you, welcome you to Cannabis Radio.
5: Jorge, thanks so much. My first time in Cannabis Radio, and glad to be uh, uh, on the radio with such esteemed peers in our industry that are really, you know, are leading
3: bright lights. Absolutely. So I love what you're doing with Zeal when it comes to, there's just processes in, in area, uh, very areas of making sure that whatever the flower, the cannabis plant, whatever is being procured, that like getting the quality of, of that product. And in your case, Zeal does something by helping to procure the flower by means of radio frequency. So tell me a little bit about Zeal in general and then tell me why tell me what the idea of radio frequency does for what you're trying to do
5: zeal is a food safety solutions company that's been in business for about ten years and we disinfect and disinfest food products to make them safe for the consumer and specifically we target microbials Uh, zeal quintently is the german word for targeting so microbials is a larger family of of dangerous microbial pathogens such as e coli salmonella which um, could be threatening as we know to uh, the consumer and mold is also part of that family and zeal has a process solution that makes food products safe from microbial pathogens so in 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 our daily uh, Uh, food products, you think of almonds, pistachios, cashews, all which could be prone to salmonella, which could potentially be lethal. Uh, That
3: could be common to have happen in some cases.
5: Yes, yes, quite common. So those are our roots. And so three years ago, we approached by the largest outdoor U.S. cannabis farm in the United States, Los Suenos, in Pueblo, Colorado, that came to us and said, hey, you guys are the experts in targeting microbial salmonella and, and E. coli. Can you come up with a solution for us to address our mold in our cannabis? And it wasn't that Los Suenos has a moldy product. It's just that mold is an inherent risk item for anyone growing cannabis. And so we came up with that solution.
3: You can't have anybody come in and ingest any, anything, whatever you can do to purify, basically. And to also have a process where you aren't trying to add any chemicals or, or some other methods that maybe other companies might use, you're trying to go and give the most, I guess, safe, possible, organic, you know, environmentally friendly, I guess, kind of solution? Yeah.
5: The, again, going back to the roots, uh, there was a salmonella outbreak in the almond industry about 10 years ago in California, and the only prevailing ways of remediation were either using steam or carcinogenic chemical PPO. So those weren't very good solutions. So UC Davis in California looked around to an existing technology, Radio Frequency, and said, hey, can we apply this? it has been used in the textile industry for drying. Can we use this in an agricultural space? And the answer was yes. So it was commercialized and applied towards the, the nut business in California. So a little bit about why Radio Frequency works really well for the nuts, and it works really well for cannabis. And... The radio frequency is, is, is a little bit, you know, back to physics 101 here. Sorry to deep dive. No, no, that's fine. The, 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 the product is placed in electromagnetic field, and what it does is it changes the polarity of the inherent water molecule in the product. So in cannabis, that would be the natural moisture there. And it, it reverses that polarity and then oscillates the uh, water molecule 27 million times a second. And that rapid oscillation generates heat, and then that heat then ruptures the exoskeleton of the microbial pathogen. So the reason it's worked very well in, in the almonds is because it's very benign. We can preserve the sensory qualities, of the taste of the almond, the look of the almond, the moisture of the almond. And, and just like for cannabis, the reason people are, con, are using radiofrequency in their cannabis processes is because of its benign... Result, you treat the product, you you reduce the yeast and mold in the product to meet your regulatory compliance needs without compromising the integrity of the product. So what we found in our uh, test data, and we're now going to three years of harvest with Los Buenos, is that we retain 99% potency, we have no decarboxylation, we retain a high amount of terpenes, and most important... We retain the sensory qualities of the product. That's the look, the touch, the smell, the color.
3: And more or less, because of the difference between seeing what you do originally for almonds to do for cannabis, different texture, probably a little bit more delicate, you know, content you're having to work with. I, mean, I can only imagine you were able to do the tweaking, whatever was necessary, so that nothing does get breaking down, just like you said, and a lot of, What's potent, what's important of that flower stays intact. That's
5: that's a great point, Ray, in that Zeal just doesn't provide the equipment, the radio frequency. The other half what we provide are those process-setting solutions. So we have food scientists on staff, and so when we provide our turnkey solution, whether it's to an almond processor or to a cannabis cultivator or cannabis distributor, we come and we install the machine, we position it, we unpack it, we calibrate it, we commission it. That's one part of our team. And then our PhD in food sciences comes on site and develops recipes specific to that cultivator's needs. And then those are programmed into an HMI interface, and the operator simply presses recipe A, B, or C. So it's really a two-part solution. There's the equipment, but more importantly, there are the process settings and the recipes that will help the the cultivator achieve not only that regulatory compliance threshold, but also a very benign impact on the cannabis quality.
3: Okay, I don't ever ask this question much. It's always a good question, but now I'm fascinated by this. Arthur de Cordova is with us. Where did you come from to get yourself into the cannabis industry? Where did you come from originally? What area? And what made you decide that cannabis was the right place to go to bring this kind of science to the forefront? Because this is fascinating that you know how far this is this is the indicative of how far the cannabis industry's gone to be so microscopic and to, to be so accurate on making sure this product is so treated and and quality control is so at uh, such a high level is fantastic where did you come from originally that you and then you know having this kind of high level of uh, you know really protecting everyone cuz this i mean people might get this over their heads but they have to see the the importance of what you're doing.
5: I, I I come from two industries that are converging in the cannabis industry. I was country manager of a multinational pharmaceutical company, AstraZeneca. Oh yeah. So they make you know prescription pharmaceuticals. It's an R and D firm, and so I'm well steeped in uh, GMP manufacturing and, and can really appreciate the quality of the product. You know, when we're delivering a a pharmaceutical product to a consumer, so safety foremost. And the second hat I come from, we mentioned Food Safety Solutions Company, Zeal. I was in the food business, essentially, providing that. So cannabis is not grown in a sterile environment or, or synthesized like a pharmaceutical is. It's, it's grown, it's a plant, it's, it's farming. And so you've got this interesting mix of the industry moving to GMP standards in its uh, growing processing stages And, but they still have a foot in the farming side, whether you're an outdoor farmer, you're you're a hoop house, or you're indoor controlled environment. And so our product, you know, takes itself from both the scientific, you know, pharmaceutical side and and GMP and and, and the farming side. So it's a convergence. So uh, I'm just very fortunate that cannabis industry uh, plays to both of those previous strengths.
3: Now, do you think that down the line, I mean, obviously, you must have worked with the USDA and just some of the things you did for the salmon outbreak. So why isn't, when you have the kind of parameters that you put aside, why are more prescription cannabis medications being put out there that can be brought to the public to treat more symptoms?
5: I'm going to... uh
3: have the science. They have to understand, and, and you're credible, so they should say to themselves, We've got, what, one medicine right now that's finally been pushed out? There should be many more.
5: I'm going to uh, uh, stick to my sandbox here <laughs> and, uh, and, and say that you know the value that we bring in our product solution is that, and it's specifically for flour. If you're going off to an extract or an oil, you know, the, the mold will be uh, eradicated in an extraction process. So that takes care of itself, but if you're in the flour uh, value chain, then our objective is to provide the safest flower forever that, however, that flower is used. So I'm going to leave it to other parties to say that their strain can address this product.
3: Yeah, or we'll, this keep, we'll keep the politics out of the science. I totally understand. <laughs> Arthur the Cordova, manager director for Zeal. I'm fascinated, and I will say this too. Dr. Oz has nothing on you. I would personally want to fire him off his show and give you that time slot. That was a, a fascinating conversation. And, you know, hey, mold and cultivation and radio frequency, that's fascinating. So I hope a lot of people get to listen to this. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, please tell people how they can learn more about this. Because if you listen to this, by this point, you're going to ask, okay, how can I talk to Arthur and your team?
5: You can find more information, of course, on our website, which is zealcannabis, Z-I-E-L, cannabis.com. We are a California company and we operate uh, all throughout North America.
3: Thank you, Arthur, and thank you all for listening here to our coverage of the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit here on cannabisradio.com.
1: Thanks for tuning in to these special episodes from the conference floor. You can join us in Anaheim this October 22nd through 23rd at the California Cannabis Business Conference. Learn more at California Cannabis Business Conference. And thanks for tuning in. Until next time.
3: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.